2: Cowboys, Eagles, Week 9. It doesn't get better than this. We break it down on this crossover edition of the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Eagles podcast.
3: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas locked Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked team every locked day.
1: Locked lock, On. Locked lock, lock, On. Locked On Cowboys.
2: Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $1 dollars. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We got our guy Gino from Block.eagles uh here. Of course, as always, go follow him on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Gino, it's it's Cowboys Eagles. It really doesn't get any better than this, does it? Halloween's over. I'm not a big fan of Halloween, so that's great. And then
1: what's going after Halloween? The best week of the year. It's Cowboys week, as they say, in Philadelphia. It's Eagles week, as they say, in Dallas. It's the best rivalry in the sport when both teams are good. And I say there's a ton on the line. If you look at some of the storylines going into this game, the Eagles have a bye week next week. If Dallas can gain a game on them and Dallas goes and wins another one next week, this division could be tied in the middle of November And that's going to be great football. But either way, I think this is a game filled with some star-studded guys on both sides of the ball. We know the history. We know that I would say they're probably two of the top three quarterbacks in the NFC right now. Mm -hmm. And Dak's been there before. Jalen's been there before. You look around. There's not many other guys in this conference right now that have competed in big-time games. So you have to look at these two teams as to be some of the favorites to go and represent the NFC in a couple months from now. We're going to
2: talk about the biggest storylines kind of going into this matchup. Uh, But before we do that, I I, I just want to bring something back up from our off-season discussions. Now, I wasn't on this NFC East crossover show where you had all, all four hosts. Uh, it, You know, there was it was a consensus that the Eagles are the best team in the division, which is fine. I think that's still true today. But then we got all this stuff about, hey, maybe it's the Giants year, Maybe it's Washington's year. And deep down, everybody on that show knew that it was going to be Eagles-Cowboys week nine. That's when we we're going to find out who the best team in this division is. So just, I just had to bring that up for our Locked On Cowboy listeners because they were so furious after that show. I'm not one who's going to sit there and say that I said,
1: anything otherwise I said it I will own it I was wrong at about 35 seconds into the NFL season so you guys were right I mean the thing that you have to look at and I overcomplicated it as I always do coming into the season you're just a couple weeks away and you're overthinking everything and I'm saying well what if the Giants defense does wake up and I'm like oh their quarterback isn't a quarterback and we realize that just a few minutes into the season and it makes a ton of sense why dallas is the way they are i mean as much as people yeah they're talented as much as people in philadelphia aren't fans of the jones family they know football man like they Mm -hmm. put together a good football team they do it in a very similar manner to the philadelphia eagles it starts in the trenches it ends in the trenches if you don't have good offensive line play good defensive line play with guys who can make plays in the air on both sides of the ball even without a guy like Diggs on the back end, you see all the playmakers that mm-hmm. Dallas has. That's what their defense has been predicated on forever. With the Eagles, they've been transforming their offense into a high-flying offense. Why? They saw what Dak in this offense was back in 2016 when they're going against Green Bay in the playoffs. And Dak has been a constant. And I will apologize. I overcomplicated things. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys This right is right now. I, I have to, I mean, Marcus, I, I've i come a long way in these years. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to let my bias completely overtake me, but they're a good football team right now. And look at the other quarterbacks, man, like Brock Purdy, like you said on Twitter, he's turning back into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And Geno Smith is what he is. And Josh Dobbs is right now the seventh guy to start yeah. a, a playoff game in the NFC. If I'm going to put my money on it, I'm always going to go back to the simplest thing in football, do you have the guy that can throw the ball? And these two teams do, especially after last week. Watch that Rams film. Watch the film against Washington. These two guys are
2: performing at a clip that is just impressive. You can right trust weekend and one hundred percent. I'm blushing. This is amazing. All right, uh, let's let's talk about key matchup. What's uh, the, excuse me? The biggest storyline going into this game. Uh, what is it for the Eagles? Uh, because seven to one, they've got to be feeling pretty good right now.
1: I think there are two things to just boil it down on both sides of the ball. On offense, red zone efficiency. For the first five weeks, they were operating at around 44%, which was at 27th or 28th lowest in the NFL. And if you know when push comes to shove, as the Eagles saw in the Super Bowl last year, if you settle for three points in games where you're going against Patrick Mahomes. I said in that Miami's game Miami game a couple weeks ago to Kyle that if they settle for field goals it's going to feel like a loss. That's what it's going to feel like this game as well. They've gotten better. They were 3 for 5 last week. They should have been 5 for 5. They fumbled on the one and the three, one on the tush push which was insane that that's the way that it had to fail was because mm-hmm. they couldn't get the exchange right. But they've been coming back to earth in that regard. On defense, they can't stop Sam Howell for some reason. The guy turns into Tom Brady. But the thing I equated to is in the NFC, especially in the NFC East, a lot of these teams have three weapons that you have to try and eliminate. Yep. The Eagles haven't done a good job with that. Why has that been? James Bradbury, he doesn't look like his 2022 self. You clearly don't have Chauncey Gardner Johnson back there like you did last year making those interceptions, they've lost the turnover battle the last three weeks. Can they stop Dallas in an offense that they took advantage of the Rams who had very similar problems? But they're a much more talented team. Do I expect them to get back to the mean, get back to the average? I do, but that's one of those things coming into this week. Can Dak just pick up where he left off last week? I looked at that tape, and I'm saying, man, those are areas – that the eagles gave up last week against to washington and yeah. dallas has a similar group of wide receivers
2: and on the dallas side of things it's have you closed the gap on philadelphia at all we, we know that the cowboys are excellent at home they've won their last 11 home games they're really good at not letting bad teams hang around especially at home you saw the rams game like that game went from i believe it was 10 to 3 to 26 to 3 in 10 snaps 10 snaps. That's how fast things snowballed for him. But now it's the Eagles. Have you closed the gap at all this offseason? Now, we didn't get to see the Cowboys and Eagles at full strength in either the game last year because Dak missed the first game. Jalen Hurts missed the second game. How similar are these teams, or are they different? Is Philadelphia just a full step better than the Cowboys? Obviously, that Dallas did not measure up well against the 49ers in Week 5. It's a big game for Dallas because if you if they struggle and lose this game or it's not competitive at all, I, there should be no faith that they can compete in the playoffs. But if they are able to hang with the Eagles and upset them, then maybe you believe, hey, we could grab the number one seed. We could be the number one, number two seed and make some damage in the playoffs. It's a big, big game for Dallas. I said that on
1: my show yesterday, Marcus. That's so funny you brought that up. Is is it almost a must win? For both teams to the extent of seeding come down the line, because this team, you're going to get the tiebreaker on the road, and then that only favors Dallas going back to Dallas in that second matchup. Would you want to, if I'm the Eagles, have to go and play Dallas twice late in the season? No, I remember 2009. I don't want that exact thing back to to back weeks. Oh, t- trust me. There was the most obnoxious Cowboys fan. He would bring in white rice and chicken. He thought he was a bodybuilder in 10th grade, and he would always just, he, that year was insufferable. But back to the point, if you're looking at from, from the Eagles' perspective, that bye week next week is big to get healthy, but it also is a disadvantage. You're not playing. You cannot gain anything in the standings. But Dallas can. So if they give up this game, like I said earlier, and then Dallas can get right back into it, you're tied going into the middle of November. And the schedule for the Eagles, It's tough. They got to go play the Chiefs after the bye. They play the Bills. They play San Fran. We're going to play Dallas again. This is a game where it's not a must win. Obviously, both teams will probably make the playoffs. But seedings and tiebreakers, we know how that can make or break, especially now that there's only one team that is guaranteed to get a bye and guaranteed
2: to host three playoff games if they win out. Which matchups are we the most excited to see on Sunday afternoon? We will get to that next.
1: CeeDee Lamb versus Darius Slay, A.J. Brown versus any defense, those matchups will make you salivate. You know what else will make you salivate? DoorDash. I use it way too much, Marcus. I don't know about you. I wish I was in Philadelphia still because there's plenty of restaurants on there that I love when I go and visit. I get my steaks from Dave Rossi's. I get my pizza from Santucci's. I don't know about you in Dallas, but I'm when I'm around the Fort Worth area, there's some prime barbecue spot.
2: 24-7 tacos. Absolutely fantastic out in Arlington. Oh, I'm going to check that out next time I'm down there for
1: CGS. But if you want to take advantage of DoorDash today and the offer we have here at Lockdown, all you have to do, take your phone, download the DoorDash app, or go to DoorDash on your computer, and you'll get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you have to do, put in that promo code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-23. And once again, you'll get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more. Spending money is easy and eating food is even easier. Why not save both and get some DoorDash action today by downloading that app?
0: Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
2: Football season is here and locked on is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus get the in-depth local analysis from our stable NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Gino, let's talk about some of the big matchups in this game. And, man, there's some good ones. Whether you want to pick – The receivers against the corners, Lane Johnson against Micah Parsons. Which one is going to have your eye on Sunday?
1: I think we can just perpetually say the one that we always want to see, and that's Zach Martin versus Fletcher Cox. But there's a new contender I want to see. It is Zach Martin versus a fully healthy Jalen Carter, who for the first time since last, I think it's the last two weeks, he was off of the injury report, a full participant today in practice. He is... Aaron Donald like he's testing I mean he's as close to him in every analytic as you can when it comes that's the only
2: difference right yeah he's
1: just a little bit bigger than Aaron Donald right and he is to the point where you have to like Micah Parsons plan for him in your offensive game plan quite literally every snap and the thing about the Eagles that makes them so good is they also have Fletcher Cox who's performing at a high rate and Jordan Davis who's in great shape and is doing much better than he did in his rookie season last year. And then you have the edge rushers. But behind that, that's where things get a little testy. But up front, we all know it comes down to that. Can the Eagles affect the interior of that offensive line? What's the situation for our listeners over at Lockdown Eagles with that Cowboys offensive line currently? I know it's a little banged up, but I, I want to fill them in because we also have a guy coming back in camp, Jurgens who just came off the IR. So a lot of moving pieces on both
2: of these interiors. It's funny. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, that's that's just the truth of the answer here on Thursday. Tyron Smith, the Cowboys left tackle, has been dealing with a stinger in his neck that he suffered last Thursday in practice. My gut tells me that he's not going to play in this game. He, I think the Cowboys are going to be very careful here with him because of some of the other neck injuries. His backup, Chimla Yudoga, has played really well this year, but he got hurt in the 49er game. He rolled his ankle He's been, he he has not practiced yet. A little bit nervous about him. And then Terrence Steele, the Cowboys' right tackle, who they gave a contract extension to, uh, just hasn't played that well this year. He's coming back from a major, major knee injury. Now, the Cowboys have been a really good pass protecting offensive line. Uh, Dak has not taken too many sacks. They've given him a good pocket, but they can't run the ball. Like they're just not getting any push in the run game at all. So I would say, for the most part, the offensive line is playing okay. But this is certainly not an offensive line that you feel like has a big advantage against Philly's front. Not at all. The way I would say for the
1: Cowboys to attack this front that teams have had success is running to the edges. When Jordan Davis is in there, you're taking away three gaps by just having him in the game. He's just that stout. He doesn't get moved off by combos, by double teams. And their edge rushers are very good. But if you can push them to the edges and make their cornerbacks tackle, make their safeties come downhill, that's where things get a little bit messier and teams have had a little bit more success. I would say I would be intrigued with as good of an offensive line. If Dallas could counter what the Eagles do present though, because most of the teams that they play don't have that counter punch that a Dallas team does because what should you do as a good offensive coordinator? We are going to go through our best player. We're going to go through Zach Martin. Well, let's see. That's why I'm intrigued with the matchup. It's not just from the pass rushing perspective. Can he get Jalen Carter off his spot? Because that not only is going to mentally help you win, but it's physically going to be like, oh, wow, they can get this kid who most teams cannot go and look at the film against the Rams. I know Dallas had their way with them. There are times when Jalen Carter just made those guys look silly and he will Mm -hmm. do that. But can he do that this game? And then if Dallas can run, that opens up the play-action game for Dallas, and we know how that can take advantage of the Eagles down the field. I would say, looking to the other side of it, though, how do the Eagles deter away from Micah Parsons? They've done a good job with that, and they've gone at him, which is one of the things that some teams like to do with good players is kind of make them think. They haven't been as heavy with the RPO game with Jalen. He only ran for six yards last week. He has a super banged up knee. How are the Eagles going to change things up? Because we know Dallas has a really good defense right now. Does Dallas have enough Have enough? Excuse me. interior pass rush to get Jalen off his spot so those guys on the edges can make Jalen pay? Because that's what's going to happen if he has to get out there. He cannot move right now. It, it is a bad situation.
2: Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to try to force Jalen to move. And one of the things that Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, has done a better job this year is moving Michael Parsons around. What, they, what they've what they been doing is finding your worst offensive lineman and then using their fronts to basically ensure that you get one-on-one opportunities mm. with Michael Parsons. And we saw this last week against the Rams is they were putting Parsons directly over the center and... <laughs> They destroyed the game. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, I mentioned those 10 snaps. One of the reasons why it got so bad is because Parsons got a sack on third down, backed them up, they blocked the punt. Things just went haywire really quickly. So with Jalen not being able to move the same way that he we were accustomed to him doing last year, I, I think we're going to see Dallas do the same. Now, not against Kelsey, but probably against Cam Jurgens if he comes back and you know starts this game. I think they're going to want to see, hey, Jalen, do you want to get outside the pocket and try to use your legs? And I think you're going to see some five-man fronts. You're going to see the Cowboys trying to get up the field, making him throw on the move. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. I I, I don't envision – last year we saw the Cowboys line up Micah Parsons against Lane Johnson, best on best, to see how much success they could have. And this so It was up and down, right? I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to see that on Sunday. I think you're going to see Parsons – moving around. So the Eagles can't game plan for him.
1: Even if Cam does come back, I don't expect him to be 100%. If he isn't in the game, it's going to be Sua Hopeta, who also was limited in practice. So that's one thing that you're going to have to look at. And the best matchup right now, in my opinion, is Micah Parsons versus the best positional coach in all of football. Jeff Stoutland, who is the run game coordinator, that what that's really what it's going to go through. Are we going to run away from him? Are we going to go to him? And to your point of getting Jalen to move Cowboys fans, you're probably thinking, oh, this guy is just uh, just an athlete who can run. Like, no, look at his pocket numbers. He is one of the better pocket passers in all of football and his numbers on the run this year have been towards the bottom of the league. He has really settled in inside the pocket. That's so why you can't let him point. get
2: comfortable if you're Dallas. You can't let him just do a four-man rush and, and, and ask him to win from the pocket. You've got to make him mm-hmm. either get rid of the ball quick or try to extend the play, and I think that's what's happened this year is when he's extended the play, that's when some of the turnovers have come. To your point,
1: Jalen Hurts, on average, is over three seconds to throw on next-gen stats. That can't happen if you're the Cowboys. But to the Eagles' point, we'll take that all day long. But from a matchup perspective, that's what I'm watching. It's it's won and lost in the trenches, Marcus. I mean, it, we say this every single week on these shows, but especially this week. You talk about two old-school football teams, throw out the record book. It doesn't matter. It's going to be smash Mouth. Whoever can control the line of scrimmage and can control the pace of play. That's what I ultimately think it comes down to. Whatever team is going to choke out the clock, be efficient on their possessions, that's who's going to win this game.
2: Who wins on Sunday? We will give our predictions next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform. In North America, it is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Picks is the most fun I've had playing DFS this year. You can win up to 25 times your money. All you have to do, again, select two players, two or more players, pick more or less than on their projected stats, and then you can place your entry. I love the reboot policy. Price Pick will reboot your entry if one of your players gets hurt in the first half and does not return in the second half. That goes for football, top 25 college uh, college football matchups. Even basketball now, that player will be rebo- rebooted into your lineup. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. It is so much fun. There's quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of stats and player types uh, that you can pick. It's absolutely phenomenal. Again, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to
3: $100. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: All right, finishing out our crossover show here. We always do some predictions. Now, Gina, you don't have to give your game prediction. Uh, if you want to save that for your Friday show on Locked on Eagles. But I just want some general predictions on how you think this game is going to go. Thank you for that. I I hate giving score predictions.
1: If I knew the score and I could predict them, I would not probably be hosting this. I would be in Vegas just like bankrupting casinos (laughs) at that point, right, if we all could predict it. But I personally think as good as the defenses are, the offenses are really good and they're going to be able to throw the ball. A.J. Brown is playing exceptional football. If there's anybody playing as good as A.J. in the National Football League, it's C.D. Lamb, and Dak Prescott has control of that offense. The Eagles are starting to get into a rhythm on offense. I know Dallas can create turnovers on the back end. I think the Eagles have been getting better at trying to take care of the football, especially Jalen the last two weeks. He is really taking care of it, not making too many bad throws. But at the same time, I think you're going to see a lot of very good athletes on the back end that could potentially lead to that game-changing play. We know that it always comes down to one or two game-changing moments. Let's say right before halftime, one of the two teams is, is driving and one of those teams gets a pick or, or gets a fumble. I, I think the turnover battle is going to be huge. Who can control the time of possession? And at the same time, which offense is just going to let this thing fly? It's going to be fun, like, all over the field. Devontae Smith, we're not even talking about him or Brandon
2: Cooks or Dallas Goddard. I mean, all of these guys are playing exceptional football. Yeah. Uh, So my prediction this season is I think the Cowboys and Eagles split these games. And I actually think that Philly probably gets this home win. It's it's an afternoon game. That crowd is going to be rocking, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But I do think this game is more important for the Cowboys and not for seeding purposes. If you ask me today, I still think Philadelphia wins the division and I think Philadelphia ends up being the number one seed, but I think there's a scenario where if the Cowboys win this game. And even if they don't win the division, they feel really good about their chances in the playoffs. I think that 49ers game rocked them a little bit. I think it took away some of their confidence, just not being able to compete with the 49ers at all. If they win this game, I think it changes the trajectory of the season. I think all of a sudden they really believe we get in the playoffs and we get matched up with Philadelphia. We're going to be fine. Whether it's at home or on the road, if they lose, I start, I I wonder not if the wheels are going to fall off, but if it's like, okay, same story as last year, we're going to be 12 and five. We're going to probably have to play on the road in round one. And that's probably as far as we'll go after winning that game. So I kind of think it's a bigger game for the Cowboys. But I think I'm going to predict the Eagles to win this one. I think the split is always safe,
1: and these teams end up always flopping. Like if it's the Eagles winning in Dallas, it'll be Dallas winning yep. in Philly, and it's just one of those things that –
2: They're so evenly matched, and they know each other it is. so well.
1: that's why you always have to say throw out the record books right and and to your point about it being a very important game for Dallas I mean how big is that in the grand scheme of the NFC with Seattle having five wins and Detroit just getting their sixth win and San Fran being as good as they are it's it's a lot better than I think most people had expected and if the Eagles can get that win I think it just for them it's just business as usual but if they lose and if it's close, I think all things considered, it's an NFC matchup. NFC East matchup, You were close with Washington twice. Yeah. yeah, you'll get over it. But if the Eagles don't show up in the middle of the afternoon, right before their bye week, it's almost summer vacations on the horizon and we can get healthier. Like, let's throw everything at them. That's a real wake-up call for who you are as a football team. And there have been questions at times. I mean, they've had slow starts, and they've had sloppy stretches of play. They haven't been this perfect team that I think a lot of us were accustomed to in 2022. But now it really comes down to hunkering down and taking care of the division. Can you be the first team to go back-to-back in the division since forever ago? It's going to have to come down to this game. Because like I said, I keep going back to it. The Eagles don't play next week. To have the opportunity to give Dallas the chance to make up two games over the next 14 days is not something you want. As Nick Sirianni being the head coach, you don't want the media to start asking questions for the next two weeks. Not us here at Locked On Eagles, but the talking heads in oh, Philadelphia. Sure. Yeah, it'll it'll get really messy. But when it's all said and done, Marcus, I know that comment I said about the Giants was like definitely – it was definitely dumb. But, I mean, I'm looking at all of these teams in the NFC right now, and like you said, if Dallas wins this, that matchup in the playoffs might be one of the better games we see, and yep. I don't know who's going to win it. But when it's all said and done, these two teams are, are set up well. Why? They have two good They've coaching staffs and good quarterbacks and good line play and yep. – I just love good football and I'm not going to sit here and tell you just because of the Jersey that, that I hate the guys like Micah Parsons is really good. And a lot of people in Philadelphia love Micah Parsons because he went to Penn state. So there's, there's there's definitely the rivalry, but it's good football, man. I'm never going to complain.
2: You mentioned what the Cowboys could potentially do if they win this game, their next three games home against the giants at the Panthers home against the commanders on Thanksgiving, you win this game, all of a sudden, you could be staring at nine and two, mm-hmm. and that I mean the schedule gets really soft for the Cowboys before they play the Eagles uh, on December tenth at Dallas on Sunday Night Football. There's a window open for the Cowboys, but they've got to go out there and take it. They, they, this is a big game, and it always is Cowboys Eagles. Mm-hmm. It's always a big game in the middle of the year. I always love doing this crossover show. It's so much fun. Go check out both the Locked On Cowboys and the Lot On Eagles podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We post shows on our YouTube channels every single day. Go follow Gino on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Gino, enjoy the game, and I cannot wait to talk to you here in another month. We'll see how it goes. Best of luck to both teams, but as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Go Cowboys, baby.